The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Are you ready for operational excellence? Welcome to the Visual Workplace, work that makes sense, where your host and visual workplace expert, Dr. Gwendolyn Galsworth, shares powerful visual principles and practices to optimize your operations and make them safer, faster, better, and far less costly. The Visual Workplace. You can't get to excellence without it. Now, here's Dr. Gwendolyn Galsworth. Hi. Hi, everyone. I'm really thrilled to be with you today. This is Gwendolyn Galsworth. Welcome to the Visual Workplace, where our where we talk about embedding our intelligence, our operational intelligence into the living landscape of work so that the workplace speaks. This is where we explore workplace visuality. This is where we celebrate it. This is where we learn how to deploy it, how to keep going. We learn about sustainability. We learn about 5S on steroids, 5S that really works, that really emphasizes the visual part. And that's what this show is about. We are learning how to install the language of our own operational intelligence into the work environment so that it speaks to us when and as we need to, so it becomes our partner. And today, today we are going to interview a a real celebrity, but in a slightly different field than a visuality, as you might know from my, uh, from the copy that we sent out earlier this week. We're going to be interviewing Dr. Brian Clement, Director of Hippocrates Health Institute in Florida. And this is really a wow moment for me. As uh, you might have heard me say in our last show last week, I saved my pennies. I'm at Hippocrates. It's changing my life. And I want to bring that in those, the insights and the benefits, some of the benefits that I'm getting to you so that you can think about things a little differently. So this show, we're going to be talking about your health. <laughs> we're going to be talking about not the health of your company, but your own personal health, which rolls up to the health of your company, of course, and your well-being. And I have just a couple of announcements. I want to remind you that we're going to be doing three days of visuality in Regina, Saskatchewan. I've been practicing saying that name in Canada on September 16th, 17th, and 18th. Visual leadership on the first day, visual workplace, visual thinking, the seminar, our flagship seminar on day two. And on day three, we're doing a visual site assessment of Brandt. Um, engineering products and brand tractors. It's, this is, um, low stock, I'm sorry, low volume, high, high complexity manufacturing where they've been doing visual and lean for about the last five to six years. And the leader of that charge is a really great practitioner, Stuart Bellamy. And he's done a really marvelous job in teaching and also deploying. I hope you can join us. We kept the price very, very low because we want you to come. It's $395. It's going to cost you a few pennies to get to Canada if you don't live next door. But each of those days is just $395 because we want you to come. Okay? Hope you find your way there. 
So now we're going to begin our conversation with Dr. Brian Clement. Welcome, Dr. Clement. Welcome, well, it's Brian. It's nice to be here. Nice to be here with you. I'm really glad that you could join us. And I want to give a little bit of background uh, on, on Brian and also on his remarkable wife, Anna Maria uh, Clement. She had uh, a maiden name that I couldn't really pronounce, but um, but so we'll just call her uh, Dr. Clement and Dr. Clement. So I'm going to read directly from Brian's um, uh, biography, which you can find online. Hippocrates, um, let's see, Hippocrates, I-N-S-T, is that right, dot org? Correct. Yes, Hippocrates, I-N-S-T, that's for institute.org. So anyway, a typical American growing up in New Jersey, in the New Jersey area, Brian likes to joke that he was a pioneer in the field of obesity. (laughs) He was fat even before many Americans were fat. Raised in an Irish household on standard American diet of meat, processed foods, and sugary sodas, he was unfit and gasping for air every few steps. I'm only going to do this a little bit more, Brian. (laughs) When he was 20, he was dating a girl whose best friend was 30 and a vegetarian, despite the fact that he had been more or less educated by his own family that the body would die without animal-based foods. The lure of an influential peer, this 30-year-old, inspired him to give up meat in one fell swoop. For the first year and a half, he kept his vegetarian diet a secret from his family, yet after losing 120 pounds and experiencing the difference in his health and his well-being, he came out of the proverbial closet, much to his family's dismay, and became a complete vegan three years later. After that, Brian, Dr. Clement, was um, drawn into the work of Ann Wigmore, a very famous, now famous practitioner of the raw vegan diet. Please don't turn the dial. This is important. We're going to be talking about little baby steps and things you need to know. (laughs) Otherwise, I wouldn't be bringing this to you. You're very important to me. I want you to know about these things so at least you can make an informed decision about if you're interested in more. And he he and... um, and Anna Maria have been running the Hippocrates Institute for the last 30, maybe even 35 years. They have tons of research. They have tons of data. They have evidence. And they have formulated a, an approach to life that has to do very much with building one's immune system. And I will tell you today, Brian, just to say one more thing, Anna Maria uh, showed us a picture made, uh, a little film, an animation made by Harvard that showed us the inside of just a single cell. And it was so exquisite. I'm sure it's on YouTube. I was just blown away. It, the beauty of it and the synchronicity of it, I may say the perfection of it, was extraordinary. So welcome. Welcome to our show. And I'm going to hit you with some questions. What's wrong with the way we eat? Well, the way we eat is a shining example of how we feel about ourselves today. Uh, As you know, in the computer field, they say junk in, junk out. Well, junk in and junky life. And so the work that you're doing uh, will make a bridge with this because what you see, your surroundings, your environment, should be not only exquisite, but ethical and I think the same applies even more so when it comes to consumption of food. 
very few people relate uh, to the fact that eating the wrong food actually is the number one culprit on destroying the environment on planet Earth. Uh, just uh, recently, I happened to be speaking out in Hollywood, in Brentwood, and one of the fairly famous movie stars, after I made a statement that the greenhouse gases are caused by meat and dairy consumption, raised her hand and said, could you ex explain this? And I said, well, you know, you have to understand that it takes 50 acres of land to create one steer. Now, I must have been eating a formal life uh, of mine uh, two steers a day. And so I was figuratively taking up 100 acres. Now, how many people can you feed from 100 acres? Thousands of people. And when we have this type of a diet that I was steeped in, that most people listening are steeped in today, we don't relate to other effects, the domino effects it has. Dairy consumption. Most people don't know that governments worldwide a number of years ago uh, inc incorrectly approved uh, new hormones that they constantly keep the poor cow impregnated. So she produces more milk. And in doing this, it's created perpetual infections globally where they actually now have to have new equipment to take the pus, the infection, off the milk before they bottle it and sell it to you. Uh, th this is a, a seriously uh, confused way to eat, and people don't realize it. Now, the problem is that you and I were brought up by our moms, by our culture, by our friends, by society to think that the appropriate way to eat was meat, dairy food, and if possible, a few vegetables here and there. And that was more to get your vitamins. We're proposing after 60 years of work at Hippocrates with the smartest people and the sickest people in the world. Two kinds of people come to us. People who are very smart, that want to maintain longevity, that want to maintain health. Uh, we have many of the business community worldwide uh, parts of the group that you're here with are part of that community that come here to renew their vision so that they have a better, clear understanding of what direction to go in after they leave. And these people pretty much understand when they change their lifestyle, they can change their consciousness. They can change their future. They can change not only the future for themselves, but for their coworkers, for their employees, for their families, for their friends, etc. So the green diet that we speak about is not something that is estranged from normality. I think it is normality, and presently we're estranged. Yeah, the closer we get to these foods, the better it will be. I, I just wanted you to also mention that many, many people who come through the doors of Hippocrates, uh, and there have been thousands upon thousands, are very sick, many of them with cancer, with uh, rheumatoid arthritis, with Parkinson's. Just speak of them a little bit, please, because we, we for sure have a relative who is suffering from a lifetime of uh, making uh, strange choices about what they put in their body. Well, this all began in the early 1950s when our founder was told she had three months to live. She had advanced stage four colon cancer. Anne Wigmore. And after, Anne Wigmore. And after she healed herself, uh, in 56, she opened the doors of Hippocrates in Boston. So this is a New England organization that relocated to Florida here approximately 30 years ago to West Palm Beach. And so from those early days, nearly 60 years ago, People first began from 
the United States, now the world, as we sit here at Hippocrates today, uh, we counted 23 countries represented in our guest population. And we have had so many people come when we educate them and support them, be able to go home, continue the lifestyle, and heal themselves of major, major diseases, that this reputation has gone global, has gone viral. So as you know, uh, because you're here with us, we see these people just within days start to make profound, impressive changes. And our medical team documents that. So when people come in, we do blood profiles at the beginning, at the end. We also do very sophisticated biofrequency testing. And from that, we gather incredible information to show the person how lifestyle rapidly and effectively changes your health destiny. And so, yes, people have come here from all over the world for six decades. Tens of thousands have reversed catastrophic disease. And today, an ever-growing group of sensible people are coming here to prevent disease and premature aging. You know, uh, uh, I remember um, you said at one point that people don't come and get cured in three weeks. If they're cured in three weeks, I believe you said they've been misdiagnosed. Absolutely. <laughs> but what they do, and what I, what I was here in 2001 with a terrible skin eruption, and I stayed for four weeks instead of three, and it, it, it did go away, but it was a minor, minor ailment. But what we learn is we, we get educated, and from that education, from that knowledge, which is usually passionately de- delivered by people who are very convinced, such as yourself, by people who have seen the evidence, we are educated, and then we make a choice. We decide. We decide to follow it, or we decide to do it part way, or we decide to walk away, which rarely, I believe, happens. And what I find very interesting is the power of the education, the power of knowing, knowing about the pharmaceuticals in the water, knowing about the, um, what, oh, that, those stories you told today about kids who are getting vaccines. Listen, we're going to go into a break in a minute, but after the break, would you, even though this is going to be hard to hear, would you tell us what the research has shown us about vaccinating our kids and what it does to their little immune systems? It would, you know, it's a little bit difficult to talk about uh, these things, my friends, my listeners, but um, this is an opportunity because I'm here that I want to just share what I'm learning because I find it revolutionary. So we'll be back in just a minute, okay? Okay. (laughs) When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Are you ready to bring the power of the visual workplace to your company? Gwendolyn Galsworth, visual workplace expert and award-winning author, is available to help you harness and maximize that power. With nearly 30 years of hands-on experience, Dr. Galsworth shows you how through in-house seminars, site assessments, total company conversions, keynotes, coaching, and consulting. Learn about visuality through our books, DVDs, on-demand webinars, visual edge learning packages, and a host of other teaching materials. Enroll in the Visual Lean Institute and get trained and licensed as an instructor or QMI affiliate in any of our nine core visual workplace courses. Keep your visual workplace going and growing. 
Visit our website at visualworkplace.com to learn more about workplace visuality, our products and services, and when Gwendolyn will be presenting near you. That website again is visualworkplace.com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. listening to The Visual Workplace, Work That Makes Sense, with Dr. Gwendolyn Galsworth. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's toll-free, 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to radio at visualworkplace.com. Now, back to the program. Hi, hi, welcome back. This is Gwendolyn. Welcome to the second part of The Visual Workplace. And today we have the unusual and dazzling pleasure of um, interviewing Brian, Dr. Brian Clement, who is the co-director with his wife, Anna Maria Clement, of the Hippocrates Health Institute in Florida. But it really is a worldwide institute. Brian has written any, just numberless books. Um, the truth about, hang on, I've got, I had to have a whole list. I hope I have it here. Oh, where is my little list of all of your books? Here it is. Okay. Um, Supplements Exposed. His wife wrote Healthful uh, Cuisine, Living Foods for Optimum Health, Longevity, Life Force, Children, the Ultimate Creation, Exercise, Creating Your Own Persona, Creating Your Persona. So, so these, this, uh, this couple is prolific. They share their knowledge. They share it through webinars. They share it through shows such as, uh, this one and they share it through, um, through talking all over the world. Just before we went on a break, we were talking about a little bit about vaccinations and, um, the, trigger that vaccination can um, create in small children of autism. So I'm going to ask Brian to please give us some facts and figures about that so that we can really understand that this is an issue. And if, even if it isn't affecting you, it is affecting somebody you know. Please, Brian. Well, well here in the United States, uh, Canada, and now much of Western Europe, uh, we went from one generation ago taking under five vaccines to the average North American child today uh, receiving 36 vaccines. Before they're six. Before they're six years old, yeah. And the frightening part of the result of that is that the CDC, the Center for Disease Control, uh, reported that back in 1983, uh, actually 30 years from now, or from from, uh, this point back, that literally one out of 10,000 children contracted autism. Today, in 2013, it's one out of 50. Now, just think of those numbers. Most of you listening are people who understand numbers, understand business, and that is a shocking number and statistic. And it's getting worse, and sadly, uh, what we hear from the pharmaceutical industry is let's appropriate more money to do research. Well, that's not necessary because we know it's from the heavy metals and the deadly chemicals that riddle products and food today, that fire retardants, as an example, have been directly linked. Now, 8 out of 10 infant products, and this is mandated by law 
in every country in Western Europe and North America that I've looked at. Eight out of ten infant products, including car seats, including high chairs, including clothing, has fire retardants on it, a cancer-causing deadly chemical, and obviously a neuron-altering, brain-altering chemical. And this contributes to autism. What happens, uh, what happens Brian, does the, the kind of fumes, I'm not a scientist, as you're about to find out, really, <laughs> clearly, does the fumes kind of, they, the child breathes the fumes of the fire retardant because it's in their clothing, it's in their car seat? Is that absolutely. how it enters? Well, the, the fumes are part of it, and they go right in. It's not just breathing. It goes right through the skin. But all of you listening that are wearing polyester and nylon, etc., man-made fibers made out of petrochemicals. The same oil that you have in your automobile makes the man-made fibers. You're also contracting it. Uh, Dr. Anna Marie and I wrote a book several years ago called Killer Clothes that actually highlight mm. the concerns. Uh, one of the things we report is polyester bras for women, that women that consistently wear polyester bras contract six times more breast cancer than women who do not have polyester. Now, bras. this is research. This isn't oh, yes. speculation. Is, there were two landmark research studies uh, that, that are conducted. As you know, everything that we speak about hasn't only been researched by us, but has had empirical evidence from major universities globally. Uh, we've learned that there is landmark boatloads of evidence that highlight these concerns, but the Research is obviously not being read by the right people and applied within culture and society. You know, these numbers like one out of 10,000 30 years ago to one out of 50 should have all of us completely jumping out of our seat and calling the government and saying what's going on. And this goes on and on. Look at diabetes. Uh, two out of three people contracting what I was taught at school was adult onset diabetes they can no longer use that term because children contract this now. It's called type 2 diabetes. Uh, two out of three people contracting it are children below 18. Now, that should be more than concerning to us. Uh, Canada, you know, Canada did beat the United States uh, recently in 2008, uh, becoming the very first nation in the world that the number one disease killer there is cancer. And when that's traced back, it's because of all the mining that goes on in Canada, uh, a country that has uh, only 30 million or so people, uh, and you have the largest land mass in the world with the most water, shouldn't have cancer at that rate. But when you mine out of the ground heavy metals and chemicals and it gets into the water, uh, it gets into the environments, people end up getting sick. Well, you know, I have to, I know that you have an endless amount of um, data at your disposal. But I have to say, before I sink into the ground, can you, can you please bring us into some kind of hopeful situation and tell us what do we do about this? Because clearly, first of all, it's not popularly known, but also it is certainly not promoted and is certainly not shared in common, uh, common publications. You know, we, we, we don't know about these things, but once we hear about them, golly jeepers, what can we do? Because, wow, otherwise we're doomed. You know, I'm, I'm just about crawling under the table right now. What well, I do? mean, you're asking, you're asking the right question. And it's never been appropriate to look to government and say, fix it. Uh, every major movement that's meant anything to humans have come from people outward. Uh, it's grassroots, and that's how we have to, to change. 
<clears throat> we have to take responsibility as we teach at Hippocrates uh, for every aspect of our life. If you're going to consume a food, is it nourishing? Does it have poison on it? Does it have additives, preservatives in it? If you're consuming that food, you lack integrity. And no, 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 no. No, we, we, we're ignorant. We don't lack integrity. Exactly. We just don't know. We just don't know. Exactly. But now, it, once you know, once you know, then you are responsible for that. You basically say to yourself at that moment, okay, if I understand that this is dangerous and damaging, uh, I must stop doing it or else. Well, well, tell us about the green. I've been eating green now. I'm into my third week. I love it, love it, love it. I never want to go home. I feel completely nourished. I have, listen to this, everybody. I have sprouts for lunch, and I'm not even hungry for dinner. I have a wonderful green juice, and I'm trying to figure out a way, because I invited my uh, editor, Aurelia Navarro, to join me. She went home a week earlier, and she's going to set up a little, some kind of a farm in her basement of growing sprouts but i'm i don't want to give this up i don't want to give what the last two weeks of wonderful eating has created in me which is a lot of space and a lot of lightness plus i've lost 12 pounds but that's just so secondary so tell us about the green the green diet and the living food there's a everybody around here wears a t-shirt all the staff and there's 160 staff 160 people so you know we get wonderful customer service and uh it says it's not the food in your life it's the life in your food and this is your great contribution please tell us about it well we recognized our founder recognized back in the 1950s that when you ate food that wasn't processed wasn't cooked was unadulterated that it literally had elements in it and we didn't know what they were then that could could literally keep you young and help your immune system fight disease and prevent it uh, over the decade since, we discovered there are four major elements in this food. Hormones, oxygen, phytonutrients, and enzymes. And for the lack of time, we'll talk about phytonutrients. Uh, worldwide, since the 1990s, uh, major universities and medical institutions have de- established that these elements within food are literally able to prevent different diseases. And each particular raw plant-based food uniquely attracts and kills and prevents particular disease. One may be very effective on squelching viruses, another on bacteria, another on carcinoma cancer, another on sarcoma cancer. And so when you look at this, it's just a miracle in in and of itself. And when you cook that food, the phytochemicals gone. The enzymes are gone. These are Elements that help you to digest food. They're proteins that literally keep life force in your body. And this is, not, in, in our case, we see this in clinical settings under medical supervision week after week, year after year, decade after decade. You know, I, I, uh, I, I'm going to skew the conversation over to something that really uh, struck me. And, uh, even though I was here 12 years ago, and I know how wonderful that was, uh, you know, my memory faded over those 12 years. And I came here thinking, how am I going to feel fed if I just eat, I'm going to use the word now, everybody, get ready, if I just ate sprouts 
for uh, lunch and sprouts for dinner. But the fact of the matter is I learned that sprouts are more nourishing than steak. Now, please plug us into that, Brian, about what you said about so many pounds of sprouts equals so many pounds of steak. Or Tell us what that was. Yeah, well, to, to give an example, if you take a steak and look at it, we were all uh, taught this is a holy grail of protein. Uh, you would literally uh, take a sprout and make juice out of it, high-quality sprouts. And two ounces of that juice made probably out of a half a pound of sprouts is the equivalent of 25 pounds of steak. You're getting that? You're getting that? Absolutely. You're getting two ounces of juice, and we have something like 20 ounces of it a day. Absolutely. We have other other (laughs) chewy food, but that juice is there, equals, did you say a pound of steak? 20 25 pounds of steak. steak. But there's something else. Now, I'm not going to sound like an expert here, but I'm going to just kind of hopefully trigger some uh, uh, some responses from Brian. And the problem with eating the food is you with eating the steak is you don't even get the protein because your body can't process animal based protein. So you know it's a wash. You're you're eating all of this mass plus and you're draining energy. I mean, look at look at when we overconsume. Uh, animal-based foods. Holidays are a great example. Uh, generally, everyone passes out after. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I do. If that's, if that's not a sign, if that's not a sign, I don't know what a sign is. <laughs> I mean, it's it's so it's so it's this it's the this living food and and the sprouts are the high candidates for living food because you literally are growing them or someone else is growing them believe me i am not going to be growing them maybe aurelia will or maybe i'll buy them from the local sprouts company but you cut them off they are alive this is like the bib lettuce you can get in the grocery store now that still has exactly. the root on it you know it's still it's still it is still alive sitting there on the shelf, totally alive food. And because it's alive, it's like us. It's full of good things, and it's ready to nourish our body. I mean, the thing that – do you remember our conversation, uh, uh, our running conversation, my listeners, about the pursuit of perfection and the danger, the tyranny of perfection, and how the whole idea of perfection is black and white, perfect and failed, all of that? But in fact, what occurred to me, Aurelia and I were talking about this, is that the place that true perfection is found is in nature. The body, in seeking homeostasis, is seeking a perfect balance. The perfection is the balance. And so we get back to this kind of natural approach, which has been taken away from us by all the processed foods. And, you know, the day before I came... My friend wanted to make me feel good, and he bought me a jack-in-the-box. And I ate it with a fried onion on top, and boy, was it good. And I said, Alex, I will never forgive you. This is so good. <laughs> you know, they make it taste good as well. But but I'm so struck by this perfect balance. It isn't all one thing 
or all another. And when we come back, please, um, so we don't drive people into the ground with saying either we're crazy or they can't do it, give us the, give us a sense of how we can have a balanced approach to making this transition. Because we can ask people to come, uh, you know, to drop everything. We have 70,000 people at the door. Uh, wanting to go all green. Help us through what we can do to improve our health. And we'll be back in a minute for that. <laughs> Thanks. The business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio, Voice America Business Network. Are you ready to bring the power of the visual workplace to your company? Gwendolyn Galsworth, visual workplace expert and award-winning author, is available to help you harness and maximize that power. With nearly 30 years of hands-on experience, Dr. Galsworth shows you how through in-house seminars, site assessments, total company conversions, keynotes, coaching, and consulting. Learn about visuality through our books, DVDs, on-demand webinars, visual edge learning packages, and a host of other teaching materials. Enroll in the Visual Lean Institute and get trained and licensed as an instructor or QMI affiliate in any of our nine core visual workplace courses. Keep your visual workplace going and growing. Visit our website at visualworkplace.com to learn more about workplace visuality, our products and services, and when Gwendolyn will be presenting near you. That website again is visualworkplace.com. From the boardroom to you. Voice America Business Network. You're listening to The Visual Workplace, work that makes sense with Dr. Gwendolyn Galsworth. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's toll-free, 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to radio at visualworkplace.com. Now, back to the program. Hi, hi. Welcome back. Welcome back to our third segment of The Visual Workplace. And in The Visual Workplace today, we have um, the jolly green giant, (laughs) Brian Clement, who is an expert about healthful living, but because he has seen so much sickness, so many ailments, people coming in a highly debilitated state. Yes, yes, there are some of us now who are coming along because we're healthy and we want to stay this way. But there are people who are desperate to simply stay alive. And in a way, these people aren't even thinking about regaining their health. But all of a sudden, they come to Hippocrates and they find that they can recreate their lives that they were simply not knowing before ignosis they were not they were ignorant as we say before and when they learn they begin to change things and their lives become robust again and vital and dazzling and beautiful and they enter their lives again you know they are in a way reborn into their lives but with a greater understanding about really where the perfection lies and and i wanted to ask you if uh you would just comment on perfection to get us started in this segment, and then we can go on to those other things. Well, I think you said something poignant uh, before the break. You said that the only way we can uh, look at authentic perfection is to look at nature. And I think that we as humans have a perception of what perfection is. 
And it's really not achievable in our, in our mental capacity. But if we just try to relax and mimic what we see surrounding us in our environment, in nature, uh, it really allows you to have a piece of that, quote, perfection without the effort. When you put effort forth and try to make something happen like that, it's, it's generally not going to work. You can aspire for greatness. You can aspire for higher levels of, of integrity. And that's what we should be. And be pleased. Uh, be very proud of yourself for attempting to move one step beyond. All of us, uh, you and I and all of the listeners out there, have been ignorant about many things in our life. I know I was the total opposite of who I am today when it came to diet. I never thought of diet and, and, and nutrition and food at all. Uh, I mean, to me, it was just something you did uh, for pleasure. And it took it took an abrupt uh, realization that I was getting sick at a very young age and uh, not a happy camper uh, to have to search for something, even unknowingly search for something. Many of you listening to us right now are probably thinking, gee, although this is seeming you know, unreasonable and out of touch and overwhelming to me, you're still aspiring to improve your life. And here's what we suggest. You don't just go lock, stock, and barrel. If you're sick, yes, you may have to do that. Uh, what you do is you say, okay, if you're like me, it was pretty easy because 100% of my diet and lifestyle was horrible. So it was fractional. And as I often teach, if you could just take 5% a month and take bad foods out of your lifestyle and put better foods in, what For example, like what? You would change from drinking soda to drinking water, something like that? Yes, drinking, drinking uh, fruit-infused water. That is a leap year ahead of, of where we were. If you look at the studies out of the British Journal of Medicine, most prestigious journal, they show the obesity level around the world is really coming from pop, high fructose corn syrup in soda pop. So that's profound. If you could say to yourself, Okay, I usually eat a potato smothered in butter, and what I'm going to do is I'm going to get a salad. And it may not be every day at first if you're not ill. It may be twice a week you get rid of the butter. Now, you wait a month, you wait two months, whatever feels comfortable for you, and then you do it three times a week. Uh, if you're eating lots and lots of meat, and like myself, that was my entire diet, you may say, okay, the first week, uh, pretty much I'm, I'm going to one day go meatless, or Every afternoon at lunch, go meatless. And globally, all over the world today, there are plant-based restaurants. And on the menu of most restaurants, the better restaurants, including even fast food restaurants, by the way. Anymore, they're, yeah. Yeah, yeah they're plant-based options. Uh, and then, you know, take baby steps, move slow but sure. And that's really a better way uh, to achieve what you're after. Too many people uh, set themselves up. They say... Uh, look, it, I'm going to change tomorrow, and I'm going to be perfect, and I'm never going to ever uh, falter. Well, that's a sure way to fail. Uh, that's not realistic. I didn't do that. I don't know anyone that did that, even people who are catastrophically ill. Uh, you're going to falter, but you've got to forgive yourself. You've got to say, okay, I'm human. I have patterns. I have addictions, just like we talk about business patterns and failure. Well, you know, Failure of business is continuing to do the same thing. Over and over. It's mm -hmm. the same thing in your life. And mm -hmm. so if you can say to yourself, look it, I'm going to try my best, and if I fail, I'm going to 
dust myself off, get back up on the horse and keep going to the sun <laughs> and <laughs> forgive yourself for that. And, and, and I know this is achievable by everyone. I don't know one man, woman or child on the planet Earth that doesn't want better for themselves, that doesn't aspire for uh, greater health, for greater happiness, for longevity, for I, I prosperity. Wanna- I just want to make a comment that um, Brian and Anna Marie have three children, I believe, and they've been uh, uh, plant-based, raw, vegan, pretty much. Uh, I think it, I think you go with eighty to eighty percent raw, twenty percent cooked for their entire lives, and th- that's their preference. Now, I didn't, I wasn't brought up that way either. But what I'd like you to think about is think about that the food is alive. For me, this is the most compelling image, that the food is alive. I'm alive, and I'm putting live things in my body. And that actually goes, if I can just take the baton for a moment, uh, uh, Brian, that goes beyond the idea of salad. It has to enter into, and I would just encourage you to think about this, try some sprouts. But you know what kind of sprouts? Not those hairy little sprouts that you get on uh, kind of veggie burgers, but the sunflower seed sprout. The sunflower seed sprout is like eating the best filet mignon I can imagine. It is so good. And it is so, the thing that it does, this live food, is it nourishes you. I mean, I'm going without dinner because, not because I'm trying to lose weight. I'm not hungry because I'm nourished. And my little cells are saying, hooray, hooray, hooray. Finally, food that I like, meaning my cells like. This miraculous, uh, this perfect mechanism we call our, our body. And this perfect mechanism we call healing. Because my understanding from the lectures that I've, I've heard, Brian, is that as we feed our body this live food, that our body raises and surpasses that level and gives us much more back because it is suddenly getting the kind of nourishment that will help it heal. I find this to be extraordinary, even magical. Yeah, it's amazing. I mean, to make it very simple for the listeners, every drop of life on this planet comes from the sun. And in the center of the sun, every second, protons are born. It takes 100,000 years for those protons to reach the surface of the sun. Born now, 100,000 years later, hit the surface of the sun, and solar storms now project off the sun and take eight and a half minutes to reach the earth and are captured on the leaf of a plant. So that's why green, you keep going back to the green, which is really the right thing to speak about. Leaves of plants capture that life force, and when you eat those, they bring you back to life. Uh, One of the listeners out there would ever take a seed that they saw me cook and go to their garden, plant it, and expect it to grow. Well, how could you take a food that's dead and cooked and processed and put it in you and expect yourself to grow? And we're not only speaking about growing physically. All of us are adults, probably. We're not going to grow anymore. What we are talking about emotionally, intellectually, and aspirationally, These are the ways that we all can continue to grow and perpetually grow until the day we decide to 
to leave. But also to grow in health. That's the thing. I'm sorry, I'm going back to my little, my little piece of the field because what I love is that this live food grows health in us. That it actually, it addresses the disease, it attacks the disease because we've got these, I think they're white corpuscles or something like that. And they, they are there to, to defend us and we have to feed them and nourish them so they can help us stay healthy and then become healthier. I, I, I find it to be extraordinary that this simple equation of live food and a live body gives us our life back. Is that a, yes, is well, that a perfect formula? I think it's a perfect formula. I mean, life begets life, and this has been written from the dawn of time. Uh, you know, this is not unique uh, to people who are uh, open-minded. And remember, there are former presidents, recent presidents of the United States who eat this way now. Uh, many of the superstar athletes. Like who? Like the watching, president? Like uh, who? Uh, Bill Who's Clinton, alive? Bill Clinton. Oh, Bill Clinton. Yeah. Yeah, Bill Clinton. <laughs> okay. If, if, in fact, you, if you, if you, in fact, were to ask me which president uh, would never eat this way, I would have told you five years ago it was Bill Clinton. <laughs> uh, the standing, standing joke, uh, standing joke with the the Secret Service was he'd run for 10 miles and stop at McDonald's on the way back to the White House. <laughs> and, and so he's, he's eating a plant-based diet. Uh, the great universities, uh, the birthplace of nutritional science is Cornell University uh, here in the United States in New York State. Uh, they literally uh, have had research pouring out of there for 50 years that have made landmark uh, scientific contributions to lead all thinking people into eating these foods. Uh, your government, if you look at your government's uh, information, they will tell you to eat plant-based diet. The American Cancer, the Canadian Cancer, the English Cancer, the Indian Cancer Society tells you to eat plant-based. The cardiovascular, the heart Plant-based disease means sprouts and it means anything that is green. Absolutely. Including sprouts. Can I, can I offer a factoid before we go into our next break, our final break? Sure. Here we go. Uh, this is from your lecture today. A seed is condensed protein. If you sprout it, it becomes a carbohydrate, but with 12 times the amount of protein that it had when it was a seed. Yes. Right? I mean, you sprouting it, what you are is you're triggering, you're igniting life in the seed. So this seed, which could eventually become a beautiful sunflower plant or perhaps a tree, it is a sprout and you're putting the whole tree inside of you. The tree is going to grow inside of you. The tree is going to have that tremendous, powerful life. One little sprout is that tree in the making, and you're putting it inside of you. Don't you think about sprouts as being, oh, what would you call it? Oh, I don't know. There's a funny name, uh, somebody, you know, like rabbit food. That's it. It's not rabbit yes. food. It's people food. And it's, this is power food. Power food. food. <laughs> so I, I know I'm not going to be succeeding in convincing you to eat sprouts, but try it a little bit. I wish I had a sprout farm i would send you each a big package and you would try it out and you would say yummy or you would say i ain't eating that stuff <laughs> well, you know if you get on the internet and google in or bing in you're going to find that there's sprout growers who deliver this to your home your local health stores and grocery stores have sprouts in the asian population in the world uh, sprouts have been a, a cornerstone and you can buy everything from mung bean sprouts 
And many of these sprouts that we're talking about today are widely available. Yeah, yeah. Well, we got to go into our break, but I have one parting uh, word for you right now. HappyCow.com. Yeah, 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 that's it. .com will give you all this information. And Hippocrates Institute, INST.org. That's Brian's um, website. We'll see you in a minute. comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Are you ready to bring the power of the visual workplace to your company? Gwendolyn Galsworth, visual workplace expert and award-winning author, is available to help you harness and maximize that power. With nearly 30 years of hands-on experience, Dr. Galsworth shows you how through in-house seminars, site assessments, total company conversions, keynotes, coaching, and consulting. Learn about visuality through our books, DVDs, on-demand webinars, visual edge learning packages, and a host of other teaching materials. Enroll in the Visual Lean Institute and get trained and licensed as an instructor or QMI affiliate in any of our nine core visual workplace courses. Keep your visual workplace going and growing. Visit our website at visualworkplace.com to learn more about workplace visuality, our products and services, and when Gwendolyn will be presenting near you. That website again is visualworkplace.com. Up-to-date business and financial news. Call now and get the financial information you need. 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. The experts are here. Voice America Business Network. You're listening to The Visual Workplace, Work That Makes Sense, with Dr. Gwendolyn Galsworth. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's toll-free, 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to radio at visualworkplace.com. Now, back to the program. Hi, hi, hi. It's Gwendolyn, and we're in our last segment of The Visual Workplace, having an unusual uh, interview today with Dr. Brian Clement, the co-director with his wife, Anna Maria Clement, of the Hippocrates Institute in Florida. They are the forerunners, the pioneers. They are the go-to people for healing your body through live food. And I just want to tell you, I, I'm staying in a little house uh, with about uh, 10 or 12 people in it. And these, I don't want you to get the idea that this kind of a diet or even coming here, this is not a sales pitch, uh, even coming here is out of people's reach. I, I have, there's me, there's a, a Zumba dancer in the next room, there's a, a, a mother who brought her two sons, uh, I don't know what she does for a living, but you know, she's, she committed to bringing her, her sons, there's an, a, a veteran who's here on the GI Bill, if it's called the GI Bill, uh, there are scholarships through the veteran uh, administration, and he was serving in uh, Iraq and was pretty messed up, and he's just, he, he his triglycerides, I learned that word, triglycerides were at 400 the day that he arrived. And he told me this morning, two days later, he was at 250. 
Two days later, it went down 150 points. And, and there's a lady who is a, a lovely housewife from uh, Georgia who's, uh, who's come in, and she's got a pretty serious cancer, and um, she's got a, a real worry. And uh, she's come there. Her church has sent her, and, but, but there are lots of people who read Brian's books and Anna Marie's books, or you can go to a website that has hours and hours and hours of uh, webinars and talks by Brian and Anna Marie called, this is all one word, therealtruthabouthealth.com. TheRealTruthAboutHealth.com. You can also find Brian on YouTube and Anna Marie. And, and if you get educated, then you can make a decision. If you stay in ignorance, then you just got who you are right now. And with all of the, the, the woes and the, and the difficulties of, of not knowing that there are choices. These are not expensive choices. The education is the most important part for you to simply know that there is a choice that you can make. So uh, I want you to know about that. And the website, you can just put Hippocrates in um, to Google and Hippocrates will come up and there's lots of stuff there. This is a not-for-profit organization. And in fact, everyone who is in this part of the healing life, of, of healing life, we are all contributors and we were, we were all, in a sense, not-for-profit because the mission is to help the earth and its people heal. And, you know, that is not about money. So, uh, Brian, I want to ask if there's anything in the last few minutes that we have left, we have about three minutes left, if that much, that you want to say, any exhortation or any joy you want to share with us? Well, I, I think that, you know, if you don't differentiate all aspects of your life and realize that everything comes down to your health, uh, this makes this transition much easier. Uh, some of the great business uh, leaders uh, that are out speaking worldwide and writing some of the most famous books come through Hippocrates. And they are now teaching more and more consistently worldwide that this is as important as the money you make and your business contribution. Uh, if you don't, for instance, cherish your body as much, if not more, than you do the way you make a living, your life cannot be congruent. It can't work in the way that it should. But if you marry those together and recognize if you're striving for excellence in what you do, it's got to start at home with your own health. And that will make your mind function better, uh, your demeanor be better, uh, your personality smooth out, uh, your likability increase. I can assure you that... Everyone I've worked with that understood that there is no differential between one aspect of who we are and the other have been happier and successful people. You know, you said it beautifully today. You said your lifestyle is your life. And this is a lifestyle change. I mean, it really means it means that for me. It really does. And I'm going to be facing that in about six days. I'm going to go home. And, uh, you know, I'll continue to talk about the visual workplace. Next week, we'll have an all-visual workplace um, show. But I have to make some changes in my lifestyle if I want to go on feeling as good and as radiant, I may say, as I do now. Brian Clement, I want to thank you so much for your contribution to my life and to the lives of so many others and, and Anna Marie and this entire uh, 
this entire establishment, if I can call something as um, fine and as magical an establishment. I, I, I really thank you with every fiber of my slowly becoming green being. <laughs> well, I appreciate the time we all spent together. Be well out there. Thank you. Thank you. And this is Gwendolyn Galsworth, and I am uh, saying goodbye for now. I'll see you next week, and I'll find out something really, find something very juicy for us to talk about. Thank you very much, and thanks for your emails. Keep them coming. Bye-bye. We appreciate your joining us this week for The Visual Workplace, work that makes sense. Please tune in for another episode next Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific, featuring your host, Dr. Gwendolyn Galsworth, on the Voice America Business Channel. Thanks again for listening.